It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined by Harrison Fagan. Harrison, it's been a little while. Like, we ha- we recorded technically last night, but neither you or I were of sound mind or body. So, so how are you feeling today? I'm feeling a lot better today. I honestly barely remember recording last night. That's how tired I was. Yeah. And so, I like, I had to listen back this morning to the podcast, and I forgot a couple of the things that I said. Completely sober, like, I just worked basically like a probably 14 hour day and I was very tired and I'm sorry that I came across as cranky on the podcast I uh was also sober and also do not remember anything anything I I doubt that but we've reached we've reached the point of the season it was funny we were walking out of Spectrum Sportsnet and and Pete Pete coach Pete your step your internet dad uh, Uh, I, I like to call him coach dad okay so coach dad asks me as we're walking out man so who do they got who they have spurs next right and i just told them we've reached the 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 portion of the season where it's just oh the lakers play today okay cool i do not know what day it is the majority of days when i wake up the the only (laughs) the only time that i know what day it is is when like somebody somebody's like oh we're still we're still doing this thing on wednesday right and i'm like okay yeah checks calendar to see when wednesday is yeah it was last night last night i i could have sworn it was thursday today was going to be thursday yeah like i i thought for some reason like i am so i i'm so worn down that i thought that i was at the hawks game and i was not at the (laughs) hawks game i'm not even kidding My my interest. So I've been doing like the stand ups after the game uh, just to work on like my broadcast skills. And my lead in was almost for the second video in a row. I'm talking about a Lakers win, not even realizing that I was not at their last win. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, my brain is mush at this point. So we're going to talk to you guys about the Lakers and try and make. (laughs) salient points and you know all that stuff hey i've had my coffee i'm drinking my green tea that also is caffeinated i think i think i'll be good to go for this one uh, yeah, Harrison, think, you can't I'm... drink caffeine so we'll find out with you we'll see yeah uh today's show we are going to so i wrote an article the other day regarding magic and where he's been and all this lavar stuff i i was able to ask Bre- uh, mike bresnahan last night for his thoughts on whether magic could should speak up at some point um, and, and Harrison, we're going to focus on that and Stan Van Gunny and that stuff, but we decided we didn't want to yell at each other quite to that extent. But Harrison did come up with a good way to, to 
completely encapsulate the conversation. And, and one thing that was promised to us by Magic and by Rob Palenka was that they were going to have an immediate effect on the culture surrounding the Lakers. And in some ways they have, and in some ways they have not. And, and I would argue in some ways they have had a negative effect on the culture. Uh, shocker, I'm going to be the negative one here. Uh, so that's what? Gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into all of that good stuff. Uh, as always, make sure you guys are following the show on Megaphone slash Panoply, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa, Lakers Nation, where Harrison writes, Lakers Outsiders, where I write. Harrison is at HM Fagan on Twitter. I am at Anthony Irwin LA on Twitter. All right, Harrison. You are you came up with this topic, so I'll let you frame it. I'll let you do your thing. Well, so it's almost been a year now. Magic was officially high, officially completed his palace coup a couple days before the trade deadline last year, which I remember was just a dream for us bloggers where it's like, you know, just trying to rest up a little bit before all the trade rumors really start to hit that Thursday or whatever it was. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I need to write 12 posts today because there's a million things coming out about Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka and the Lakers and Jeannie Buss and her intentions and Jim Buss and he being out and all this stuff. So thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciated that. But it's been almost a year since then. And I think it's definitely been long enough that we can start to see the rough outlines of the ways that the Lakers have changed. And so I thought that it would be worth discussing, given that they promised this culture change, that they were going to fix the Lakers, they were going to make the Lakers great again. And I think the question is, like, have they? And in what ways have they changed the culture? And, like, is everything for the better? Have, have they solved all the problems? I would say probably not. But how much have they fixed things or ha if they have at all or how different are things? And I don't know. I mean, I think that you and I have differing opinions on this. I think one of the things that we talked about in terms of the way that the Lakers culture has changed is not necessarily the internal actual culture, but probably the biggest change is the perception of the team. Since those two guys took over, the way that the media talks about the Lakers has completely 100% shifted and while that might not be fixing internally like what's going on like that, that that's like saying like a house fire is put out just because you can't see it anymore like the house looks fine on the outside but it's just like all burning on the inside but and i'm not saying that the lakers are burning down on the inside but the outside of the house looks pretty good at least the way that the media frames it to i would say the majority of fans and so I think that probably fan perception, I know that when I talk to people just on the street or at games or whatever, the way that people talk about the Lakers and the amount of trust that they have in Magic Johnson and to a lesser degree Rob Palenka to fix the team and the amount of positivity that there is about these changes has shifted. And so in some ways, I think that, that perception is a little bit of a culture change because it, it just means that the Lakers aren't a total laughingstock all the time anymore. I mean, during that nine-game losing streak, things got pretty dark, but for the most part this year, I think that the way that people talk about the Lakers has been a lot more positive, and that is somewhat of a culture shift, I would say, right? Yes, and we're going to we're going to I want to expand on that and touch on some of the things that you brought up there, and before we do, I, I just want to make sure everybody knows that Harrison and I aren't expecting ground floor up changes in in a calendar year. That is no, not of course not. Like to say that the Lakers were going to be title contenders in a year would be asinine. But yeah. like just 
what changes have they made and like how like do things appear to be on the right track and i think the other thing that that gives us the leeway to have this conversation when we're having it is that they said magic and palinka both said that they were going to immediately affect the the culture surrounding the lakers that 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 those changes you're going to feel those changes immediately and in some ways they have in some ways they have not and in some ways they have gotten worse and uh we're going to get to that here in a second the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Magic, I I, I would agree with you that the way that the team has been covered is a direct result of Magic Johnson being in power, right? So to... to, to a certain extent, I would say that a lot of the changes regarding the Lakers were going to happen no matter who took over for, for Mitch and Jim because the change was going to be exciting. Without change, progress is, is impossible, right? And so had Mitch and Jim been around uh, to, to go through yet another season that is a carbon, carbon copy of the last few seasons, then I think the sentiment around the team would be significantly less positive and significantly more negative. Um, the other thing too, though, that I, I, I would re- be remiss to not mention is that I'm going to try to say this without sounding like I'm taking a direct shot at, at, at the people covering the team. But look, if, if Mitch and Jim were in power and the Lakers were sliding the way they were and, and Mitch was there at practice and Jim Buss was there at practice and neither of them were made available to the media, you would have had four or five articles about where's the leadership on this team? Who's going to step up while this organization is, is spinning its tires in the mud? And I was the only, I'm the, <laughs> I was, my article out there on Lakers Outsiders is the only one of its kind right now. Uh, that's not that's not true. Tim Bontemps had something. I saw something on ESPN about it. I think it was Ramona that wrote it. Actually, there have been people that have definitely like put the like put the fire to their feet about not making these people available. And I, I believe the OC Register wrote like a separate story on them not on Rob and Magic not wanting to talk about Lavar. Well, so I I think those are two separate things. Not so that it's a it's a it's an organizational policy at this point, right? That's what they that's their explanation that they've been leaning on is that they aren't gonna they don't want to legitimize Levar Ball's comments by addressing them. Which look, I, I would disagree with. I just I've, I, I've, I think the first time, like sure, but yeah. when he continues to do it and it continues to get more and more attention, mm-hmm. it's legitimized. Yeah, e- ESPN once ESPN has, has it, it's it's legit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. ESPN has a reporter just following lavar around writing up whatever he says like it, it's it's been legitimized like yeah. and I, the, the and lakers I think... not commenting on it no readers are like uh, no no readers that read these stories are like oh but the lakers didn't comment this isn't legit so how would here's how i would kind of put it here's how i would frame why i think magic should speak up and say something is because there are three faces right now of the lakers lonzo luke 
in Magic. Luke is the one under fire by Lonzo's dad, and Lonzo didn't exactly put any kind of ringing endorsement, right? I would play for any coach. And Magic has been quiet on this front. So the people who are looking to the Lakers' quote-unquote leadership are, are sitting there saying, well, wait, does Luke actually have the backing of the organization? And I don't think Magic stepping out publicly is going to shut up LeVar. I think LeVar is going to keep saying things because it benefits LeVar to keep saying things. But if Magic just steps out and says, look, LeVar can say what he wants, but he in no way, shape, or form represents the feeling of the organization. He in no way, shape, or form... Uh, even he, 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 Magic could go so far as to say, I don't, he isn't getting his information from Lonzo. He could, if, if he comes out and he says anything like that, then Luke gets the backing of the organization and people just, people can literally now look at LeVar's statements as, oh, he's just some parent who was upset because his son did not meet his lofty expectations in his rookie season. And that's where I think Magic has kind of fallen short. And that's what I wrote is that Yes, he is not technically it's it's not apples to apples to compare him and Mitch where Mitch would have stepped up and had one of those press conferences or one of those appearances on Spectrum Sportsnet or ESPN with a Laker employee and and said nothing while speaking words, right? That's what that's how Mitch would have handled this already. But Magic was hired to help the PR Magic was hired because he has that famous Magic Johnson smile. He was he was hired because he is Laker and Los Angeles royalty, and as such, I think he, I think he needs to step up and do his job here, and and that's where I would say, it it almost this is where I would make the argument that it hurts the Lakers culture because he is not doing what Mitch would have previously done. Should we should we talk about this a little bit more here in a second? No, we still have a little bit of time. Okay. Well, then I would say that I think that I get what you're saying about supporting Luke and supporting like and trying to nip this in the bud and delegitimize it. But I think in some ways that magic coming back at LeVar, there are downsides to that, too. I think it, mm-hmm. it like number one, it you might ostracize Lonzo. Yes, exactly. He's blasting the father of the player that they consider the future of the franchise. And Lonzo doesn't necessarily need to be coddled. There are going to be people that say like, oh, no, but the organization, like it's about the jersey and it's about the organization. and It's bigger than any one player. But like, do you really need to make that more that relationship more complicated if you don't need to? And I'm not sure that they need to. And I think that the other thing is we're talking can, about can the I, can I stop the, you really quickly right there because this is an interesting point I, I think this is an sure. interesting dynamic to discuss is that people are interested in coddling Luke who is older than Lonzo and in a position of power compared to Lonzo and yet people would 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 frame it as Lonzo doesn't need to be coddled oh wait we have to defend Lon- Luke from Lonzo's dad I think that's an interesting dynamic to discuss yeah, I mean, like Luke is an adult, and he seems to be handling this pretty well. I mean, mm-hmm. he sh- yesterday at shoot around, he shut down the Lonzo Lavar stuff himself. Like he he got another question about it, and he said, "I'm not answering any more questions about that." Mm-hmm. And then, like, and he made that joke about that he had benched Lonzo because <laughs> his dad was talking crap. One and of the greatest quotes any coach has any ever given. The best part of it is the uncomfortable, like, peak office-level cringy silence afterwards when the media can't really tell if they're allowed to laugh. 
And then and then Luke finally breaks and like cracks a smile and says he's just kidding and then everybody starts laughing. Um but yeah, I mean I, I think I think Luke's fine. Like I don't think that this is really a big thing for him. You have the other players step up and defend him and like say that like say that they have like he hasn't lost them and he hasn't lost the locker room. And I mean any time that you're debating in the media whether or not the coach has lost the locker room, that's not really like a great thing, I would imagine. But it's a complicated thing, and the Lakers, like, they don't need to be making their relationship with Lonzo and LeVar more complicated than it needs to be by having Magic jump out in the media and, you know, give, like, let's say, like, give some sit-down to ESPN or, hey, like, Magic, come on, locked on Lakers, and just, like, blast LeVar. Uh, like, I don't know that that necessarily is helping things, and I think it's not just necessarily the relationship with Lonzo and that people are like, oh, we need to, like, protect Luke, but, like, forget about Lonzo. Like, you know, the, forget this is dad and it's probably complicated for him. I, I think the other thing, too, is we were talking about the culture shift and the perception as far as the locker room goes and as far as, like, the Lakers go publicly – it, does that help the perception if it's seen as like Magic Johnson engaging in a war of words through the media with LeVar? I don't know that that necessarily helps this. I also don't know that it's necessarily worse than what's going on right now because we don't know because we haven't seen it and how people will react to it. But I don't know that it's necessarily better to have them getting into a feud through the media and whether that makes the Lakers look any better. I don't think Magic would get criticized for joining in a war a quote-unquote war of words with Lonzo for a couple of reasons uh, and we're going to get to those reasons here in a second the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every Monday Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on NBA every Monday to be up to date Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So first and foremost, I think there's a middle ground between not commenting and declaring war on LeVar Ball. Right? There's there's a... <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's a, yes, declare the the Lakers have declared war on big baller brand. Yeah. <laughs> big ballers everywhere will be eradicated. World War Three B, right? Like, oh my god! <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't, I, I think there's there's a middle ground there, and and I think Magic just simply saying, look, Lavar can have his opinions, and all all he he doesn't even have to single out Lavar, right? He could just say, look. Parents can make their statements about the way that Luke coaches all they want, but at the end of the day, there is zero chance that it affects the direction of this organization, right? That's it. That's all he has to say because that's all that anybody's really worried about, right? It, when, people are, when people do worry about whether LeVar's statements have an effect on Luke, it's not from the standpoint of Luke's psyche in, in handling this. It's Will LeVar have will LeVar's quotes have an impact on the direction of the organization in terms of its coaching decisions? And if Magic says it won't, then we kind of have to take his his word for it not. And the other reason that I don't think he would get criticized for for saying just this or or or, or going at LeVar in any way, shape, or form is because. LeVar isn't all that popular. 
like, and magic is hugely popular, especially throughout the media. And and this is the other thing that I, I kind of wanted to get back to is and and again I'm going to speak as carefully as I possibly can, but there's a reason Woj didn't write some hit piece about magic not being available. It happens to, in my opinion, coincide with the fact that Woj has been able to get scoops from the Lakers that he hasn't been able to over the last few years. There's a reason why other members of the of the local. I mean, beat. yeah, you can do, you, with with that thing specifically. You can connect some dots where you know Woj, towards the end of Kobe's career, got a lot of Kobe scoops. Yeah, and since this new regime has gotten a lot of Lakers scoops, yeah. so. Well, and, you know. and, and and Ramona Shelburne was at one point a a colleague of Magic Johnson's, right? I mean, they worked together at ESPN, so it, it's it's not a huge logical step to say that Ramona's gonna and I'm and I'm sure Ramona really liked working with Magic. Magic seems like an insanely charismatic person, so I could see why maybe Ramona would, for lack of a better term, protect Magic at least this early on in in what's been going on here right or in in magic and palinka's tenure and 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 that extends throughout this stuff genie is is hugely popular in the media as evidenced by her ability to to basically take over the organization from jim bus with nary a negative word about it and about the way that she did it and yeah well i mean genie talks to the media jim bus didn't i mean that that we've seen time and time again in the nba and in sports coverage and really in any coverage as a whole that will make a difference in the way that you get covered and and this is where this is where i would say that magic's hiring is paying dividends in the way that you were talking about and how this team is being covered differently and given the benefit of the doubt that maybe they haven't earned but they're being given it anyway because of that impact of just being nice to the media. <laughs> and I also think that you're going to get the benefit of the doubt more when you're newer, right? Mm-hmm. Because Jim Buss and Mitch Kupchak had many years to turn this around. Yeah. And so when they kept, like when Lakers kept coming back and being bad year after year, when they said that when everyone was told, you know, this is going to be the year where the team is a little better or where they're a little bit more respectable. Eventually, you lose that benefit of the doubt. Magic Johnson hasn't even been in the job a year, mm-hmm. and neither has Rob Polinka. And full so, season, a full season. I don't know if it's been a year or whatever, but it hasn't been. A, it hasn't been a year because they came in like around the trade deadline yeah, last you're year. Right, you're right. Like and week, so it hasn't even been a full year, mm-hmm. and they haven't gotten a full season. And so I think that when that is the case, and especially with most people understanding and being having enough common sense to understand that this stuff takes time, that they were not expected to fix the Lakers immediately. So there wasn't this guillotine hanging over their head like there was with Bus and Cupcheck because of that stupid artificial deadline that I'm so glad that we don't have to write about anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy that that is not in our lives anymore. That's <laughs> and how that and was how the most th- annoying thing every single like like ever at genie every single interview just reconfirming the deadline it's like oh gotta write about that again no don't worry guys it's still this date <laughs> things would be going well and then genie would pop up and say hey guys we still have this deadline just so you know it's got to be better by this, this specific date that jim bus was dumb enough to just say on the record yeah yeah unbelievable um, he, he hung his own noose like he, that was no, he that did was, and and and, yeah. and i mean again it gets back to being media savvy and understanding how the media works and 
he did he he somehow did both terribly he he made things harder on himself by having that timeline and then at no point did he feel like it was necessary to step up and say okay that timeline might have been kind of stupid like at no point did he say Yeesh, that was that might have been not a good not a good move and that allowed genie to slide in there and say hey that timeline is still working out and 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 again the 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 culture we're talking about two different things right now i think uh culture and identity or perception are two different things but from the perspective from from just the standpoint of perception of the franchise the lakers are in a better place and and these guys whether they deserve it or not they they're going to get credit for it and yeah and so that that is a big change and that's that is a that's not an insignificant change that matters especially in the way that free agents are going to view the lakers and agents are going to view the lakers and other teams are going to view the lakers when dealing with them and talking about them and like the the way that the media is going to cover the lakers and so the way that the fans are going to feel about the lakers and that stuff matters but how much of things actually changed? I think that that's also worth getting into. The perception certainly changed, but in terms like the record, the Lakers may end up being worse than they were last year. That's still on the table, and like you know, they they were talking about we're going to bring in all these high character guys, but then you mentioned like KCP was just in jail literally for like mm-hmm. twenty five days, yep. and the guy Jameel Wilson that they were rumored to be signing has now been accused of I believe it was sexual battery, right? Yep. Sexual battery yeah. and fraud. And who's to say, like, the Lakers may not have known that that was going to be the case when they were thinking about signing him. And, they, hey, they haven't signed him yet. And so, like, they, they can't really be necessarily, like, lambasted for that. They may not have known, and they haven't signed him since that stuff came out. So they may have just decided to go in another direction, which I think would probably be the wise choice in this but case. But again, and, again... <laughs> it, but again, it's like... You, you can't talk up culture and character and all of this stuff and then have all of these things continue to happen. It would be nice again. So, so we talked about how they, this new organ, this new front office administration has handled PR. It would be nice if they, if somebody came out and said, Hey, by the way, we were thinking about signing this guy. We found out this stuff and after doing our research, we decided we're going to go in a different direction. Now, maybe that by the time this, I mean, the they, don't, they don't necessarily airs, need to comment on it because it was it was a leak that they were going to sign him, so they could just say that like we were never going to sign him. That was like a false report. Well, yeah, but I, I think at some point they should maybe say something about it. Right? I don't know. I mean, they never announced it. I, I don't think that that's totally necessary. I think in 2018, given the stigma around sexual misconduct i think i think you kind of have to (laughs) you can't just you you can't act as if those ties didn't happen um but but look i i think i I, they signed kcp while understanding what they were going to get into now maybe they didn't know that he was going to have to spend a month in jail during the season and wouldn't be able to play road games and his game slipped considerably because of that situation over that time frame and then now he's out of jail or he or all of that situation is behind him and he's playing really well so it's kind of easy to correlate the time he was in the clink and the time that he was not playing very well and the impact of the decision of paying somebody who would eventually have to spend time in jail 
18 mil. I think he's the highest paid. No, I think is Brooke Lopez high, paid more than him? I, I think he, I believe he's second. I think Brooke Lopez is higher. Yeah. So, but if you're, if your second highest paid player is going to miss a month in the season, you can't pat yourself on the back for saying, or he's not, he didn't miss a month, but if a month, and then they still gave him free reign to do whatever he wanted during yeah. that whole time. Yeah. And, and they because also, he has the same they, agent as LeBron. They also, by the way, let go of an actually good culture guy, David Nwaba, who everybody loved and was the kind of hard worker that they that it sounded like they were going to build off of or build with. <laughs> they let him go to pay the guy that eventually had a month of a season impacted by an actual jail situation. They let that guy go to pay that guy an extra 500k. Yeah, and again, it's like the Lakers didn't necessarily they didn't necessarily know that KCP was going to end up they actually they probably didn't know that he was going to end up spending a month in jail during the season but like he he was there because he violated the terms of his parole like that's you know like I, I don't want to like I don't want to make this stuff seem like less than it is by like talking about it in basketball terms but it's like that's the kind of thing like that that's a bad example for the young guys on this team like that's not the type of veteran that you want to have around young guys and like the hindsight is 2020 so it's easy for me to credit I, I don't want to criticize them too harshly for that because it's like I you know I didn't know that he was going to violate the terms of his parole and like they probably didn't know that but it's just it's a bad look and especially when they talk as publicly about how much they want to change the culture and they want to only have hard workers and they want to only have good guys and good Lakers and champion mentalities and whatever and just to have that happen is, I think, an incredibly bad look. And look, people, go ahead, everybody, take a drink because I'm going to mention this again. But they, they, they crapped on Russell out the door. They leaked all kinds of stuff about how. And Brian Shaw, it was, it was, it was a hot mic situation. But if he's saying that to a member of the media with a hot mic on, you can imagine that that's the kind of stuff that they were saying behind closed doors as an organization as Russell was leaving. And we haven't heard anything like that about Russell in Brooklyn. Now, he ha- he's been... Well, hurt. I mean, we will if and when he leaves. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. just, yeah. like, that's just kind of how this stuff goes. Everybody's going to talk everyone up while they're there. But, but, but I mean, there, back, were, but there were whispers to... about the D'Angelo Russell stuff. Like, it, it was not hard to tell while he was here. Okay, but I don't need to hear about D'Angelo Russell's character because he, because I mean, his greatest crime was was videotaping somebody admitting to infidelity. Like, yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't need to hear about that when there's an mean. actual criminal on the Lakers. Like, I don't need True. to hear. Yeah, no, it's not. It's it's like I mean, we said this. It's like it's a you know, D'Angelo Russell got penalized for something for that when like there was actual criminal activity that is apparently like less bad because it's not leaking your teammates infidelity but i think the other thing that you know like kcp very easy guy to get along with russell not so much and so i think that that i'm sure factored into that decision the last it's not like it's it's not like it's one-to-one even though they're wearing they're both wearing number one and they were wearing the exact same number it's not like they were like oh we have to get rid of russell because we're going to sign kcp his crimes are better and you know like that's not how the conversation went but it's also one of those things where, you know, it's just not the greatest look. It's like we didn't want this guy because he's bad for culture, so we signed this guy who's been going to go to jail for 25 days. The last way that I would say that the culture, in my opinion, hasn't changed in a way that I was hoping it would change, and I think in a way that the players might have been hoping it would change, 
is this edict that the Lakers are still star chasers and that is going to take the that is the that is the number one priority for the off season and that has been the number one priority for the prior few off seasons and look the new plan same as the old plan we, just we've with seen charismatic we've seen, guys like i mentioned earlier this season is following a very similar path as last season right almost to the almost to the date that the this team started struggling right and yeah <clears throat> And I, and look, I, I wrote about this as well. In that, in that, eventually you you can't expect guys to buy into the organization if they don't feel like the organization would buy into them. And if they if the organization does buy into them, it's because their their great plans fell through, right? And you know, it's interesting. I I keep hearing people kind of crap on Julius Randle for his up and down play and and his sulking and this and that and the other, but. But I, I come back to just imagine yourself working in whatever walk of life that you work and you knew the entire time that you were there that at the end of your your calendar year of, of this contract or however long you're going to be there by the end of this year, that you're going to get walking papers. or and, and, and it could even happen earlier if the right deal comes along. And now, yes, this is this is inherent, and, and this is one of the things that Karan Butler and James Worthy both said is that it's just part of the business. But that doesn't mean that these people aren't still people, right? Karan Butler and James Worthy were both were both good enough, and Worthy was in a situation too, where the Lakers were a championship team the entire time he was there, so they weren't going to make some some huge change in in the personnel of that team. There weren't rumors swirling around Worthy, nor the coverage of the rumors. That were that are swirling around Randall and Karan Butler. Yes, he was actually traded. He got dealt a bunch of times. He was, but he, he was, but he when when he was traded, it sounded to me like it was more of something that he and his people kind of were, were okay with because, like he said, the numbers game, right? That that he wasn't sure that the numbers were going to work out in Los Angeles. So, look, I, I think I was hoping that that this season would be a little different from last season and that these guys would step in and 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 magic initially said that he was going to buy into the youth movement and this young core and, and all these things and he said all the right things and it only led to what right it led to it led to the same rumors and it led to the same trajectory of the season and you can't you can't step in and say that you're going to change the culture and have the exact same stigma around your team that the previous administration had no and then when things are going down in flames like this with lavar saying lucas lost the locker room and the players having meetings and there being you know rumors that the team is not happy with how randall played and or is playing and stuff like that like there is there's dysfunction here like there's sourced dysfunction and is that the type of situation that a free agent wants to come on and join, and I'm not sure that it is. I, I don't. I don't know that it is. I don't know that this is like for all the talk of like there's positivity in the media and there's positivity among the fans. Is there really positivity among free agents? Is we we've talked about this a couple times, but is LeBron really making his decision because his agent says the Lakers treated KCP really well? Like LeBron's going to be treated well wherever he goes, and so like I, I don't know that. All this stuff has made – we'll see when free agency comes around, but I don't know that all this stuff has made the difference that people think it might make. 
or that the Lakers think it might make. Well, look, it gets back to I mocked Russell Westbrook for saying that his free agency pitch to Paul George is going to be the championship that they win because they aren't going to win a championship. (laughs) Like, that's why I mocked it. But that's the angle that the Lakers should have taken this year. They should have said, look, we are going to win as many games as we possibly can. And that is, and that success and that those steps forward is going to be what drives the conversation when we talk to a LeBron or a Paul George or a Bookie Cousins. You look up at the, you look at the standings right now. Paul George's Oklahoma City Thunder are are well within playoff range. Bookie Cousins' New Orleans Pelicans are in the playoffs right now. LeBron James's Cavaliers are still going to enter the Eastern Conference Finals as favorites to, 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 to play the Golden State Warriors in the finals, right? And yep. <clears throat> yes, sure, KCP gets to shoot an extra three-pointer per game. Awesome. <laughs> Great. That doesn't Yeah, Rich Paul anything. is not sending LeBron vines of like, hey, did you see the shot they let KCP take? Man, <laughs> it's going to be fun with the Lakers next year. You get to shoot the ball off the backboard all you want, LeBron. And so, and that's what I get back to is I don't know that the culture really has changed that much. I mean, I guess they're, you know, if they continue to bring, maybe they feel like if they continue to bring in their guys and they continue to take their shots in free agency, they can make more changes that they want. But for now, I don't know that that much has fundamentally shifted. I think the biggest difference probably is that the Laker, the biggest functional actual difference as we're kind of wrapping this up to me has been that the team is actually buying in on defense this year. Or they were I don't know outside that of that credit. stretch, right? That, that stretch that they weren't. Yeah, except for that nine-game stretch where they weren't. But in recent games, like I know they've been playing worse teams, but they've been, they've been back to trying on defense. And early on in the season, they were a good defense. And so I think, but like how much do we credit Rob and Magic for that? And how much of that is just Luke being in his second year and figuring out what works? But I mean, Magic and Rob got him the players and maybe they got him players that are going to buy in more. And I, I don't know. I don't know where the credit goes for that. And some of the credit obviously goes to the players just for buying in and trying hard on defense. And so how much of that is like an, the Lakers culture changing and how much of that is just the growth of young players? So I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how much it's. I just don't feel like things have changed that much, to be honest. He, Other than the coverage and like the defense, I guess. And and again, so. it gets back to have they changed as much as they were promised to? They were going to change in a short amount of time, and they have not. I, no, I think, they haven't. But that was—I mean, they were never going to. Right. Well, but still, I mean, at, at one point, it's like we say about the like the Lavar stuff or whatever, where like he's. People are like, oh, Lonzo has to do this because LeVar said he would. It's like, no, any reasonable person knew that he was not going to do that. So, like, I think we can apply the same thing to Magic and Rob where it's like, they're like, yeah, we're going to turn things around. We're going to make the Lakers like this and that. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, that's the type of stuff you just say at a press conference. But that you're not going to get that done in a year. Like, every anyone with a brain knows that. I would agree to a certain extent. At some point, you just become another politician who... Like it, if if that's if that is what you're expecting of the people who are in leadership positions, then you're going to keep getting lied to, right? Yeah. Well, at some point, you that's the type of like they they didn't they weren't dumb enough to put a deadline on it, and so that's the thing. Like in another yeah. year, if we are not seeing significant changes, then I think that you start to criticize them a little bit. But for now, 
I mean, they, they still have yet to take their, their big swing right now was drafting Lonzo, but probably anyone would have done that. And so, and, and trading D'Angelo. And so I think you can't really start to judge their plan until they get to take that first big swing. And that will be this summer. And if they completely whiff, then they will be justifiably lambasted for that. Maybe. Not based on I, what I I've seen from... Will I, I will. I will, but I don't know if we'll necessarily yeah, see it. Yeah, you from... will, no, no matter what. Like, if they sign LeBron and Paul George, you're going to lambast them for how much better they could have been if they had still had D'Lo on the roster. Like, you know. Fair point, fair point. Hashtag D'Lo for life. <laughs> I, I do want I do want I do want to ask this question because it's a question that that has kind of been in the back of my brain is is what would that accountability look accountability look like like you can't fire Magic Johnson that's the thing it's like I don't know like I, I remember I remember Pete and Darius talked about like this specific question last week on their podcast of like like what what would it take to like for them to let go of Magic Johnson, and like I don't know that that plane of existence exists. Like happens. Like I, I, Magic's got to step down. Like yeah. if anything, like it, it would be, it would not be Genie Fires Magic. It would be Magic saying, "I didn't, I couldn't do what I thought I could do. I'm bringing in this person to finish the job or to take over for me." And I'm sorry, I let you down, Laker Nation. Uh, I, I would see. I <clears throat> it would probably be framed as like, "Oh, I have." other opportunities too many business interests yeah exactly very busy with my starbucks yeah and and magic's or palinka's career would be effectively over <laughs> palinka would palinka would say it would say that he needs to get back you know to like being go get, no not get back to being an agent he, he's gonna go back to like delivering mana from heaven mm. elsewhere mm-hmm. good point good point uh it's all it's all interesting stuff and, and again this isn't i don't i don't want to Make it sound as if this is Harrison and I taking pot shots at at the front office. I think these are questions that need to be asked and answered, preferably by Magic at some point. <laughs> like it's some you can't you can't go on some media tour to first get the job, then after you get the job, talk about how great you are in the job, and then not be as great as you you promised you would be in the job and disappear off the face of the earth like that's not well he didn't disappear he he took a selfie with a small child who won a contest at staples center last night it was uh he's around do you think that we we need to start feeding questions to small children to ask magic hey what's cool just plants in the free throw contest (laughs) during the first quarter at staples like magic comes up and he's like hey kid like it's nice it's nice to meet you on magic johnson like oh yeah with randall yeah and then he's like oh no They've invaded the children. <laughs> oh man, it's too bad I'm I'm fat and no longer as baby faced as I used to be, or else I try to pull this off. But you have a, you have a little brother. We can we can make this happen. Done. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We aren't going to do this. It's it's going to be. Wink. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> I just I winked at the camera. Well, it, it's hard to tell because you're always blinking at the camera, but but that's a different. You know, so I figured this out. Last, you were making fun of me for doing this during my first stand up, and I was like, man, I must have just been really nervous because I didn't realize I was blinking that much. But like, no joke, those lights on those cameras are bright, and yeah. like I I have uh, like I take pain meds for my back, and they make me more sensitive to light, and so like those lights are no joke. And so I was like, I really having to focus last night to try and blink less, and I don't know if it. Accomplish you, what gotta, I wanted. you gotta go the Jack Nicholson route and just wear sunglasses. 
Yeah, well, you, you're the one that told me to wear a cap, and so, like, that was very mean and hurtful, and then, like, and then somebody, I'm not, I'm not going to name this reporter, but somebody was giving me crap at the game last night, and they were like, yeah, I mean, some people would rather have a homeless person than Serena deliver their Lakers news to them. And I was like, that was really mean, just because I forgot to shave that first day. I was not planning on the first video going out, and so, you know. You did look supremely haggard. It was pretty great. Yeah, well, you know, I, I cleaned up a little bit. I, I, you know, I, some, some some viewers said that I was looking like a snack, so I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, a fruit roll-up, maybe. But I, I was... <laughs> I we, we were there at the Spectrum Studio, and at one point, one of the lights panned over to me, uh, just because sometimes, instead of turning them off, they, they do that thing where the, the light just pans elsewhere in the studio and it was directly on me. And yeah, those things are bright. Those things it, are like It is like not only painful in your eyes, but you start to like sweat a little bit. It is like I'm, broadcast journalism is no joke. I, I was not prepared. I'm yeah. doing my best. I, somewhere out there, some coal miner is calling us a snowflake. Yeah. That's 100%. Fine. I mean, whatever. Like they, they didn't listen this far in the podcast anyway. No. All right. Well, that'll do it, though. Uh, if you guys have any any questions or comments or anything, as always, if you guys have anything that you want Harrison and I to talk about in our shows, make sure you send them via five-star review and question to iTunes. Make sure you guys are joining us when, whenever we put, uh, whenever Harrison throws out links to play on draft.com. And, uh, yeah, these have been really fun. Like we, we want more people to come and play with us because it, it's actually like I, I've discovered that I like daily fantasy. I'm a little worried about how much I like it because I don't consider myself like much of a spender or like like a risk taker. And uh, like it's making me want to play more. And I don't like I, I don't want to like start to, you know, spend all my money on that. Harrison may or may not have paid for for fantasy tips. Maybe. Yeah. To, to Josh yeah. on our on our I'm still I'm gonna win Anthony it's fine I'm gonna get it all back <laughs> really fun come play with us I promise you guys we'll have fun we always have fun as always make sure you're following the show on Megaphone slash Panoply iTunes TuneIn Stitcher Today's Fast Break Spotify Alexa Lakers Nation where Harrison writes Lakers Outsiders where I write follow Harrison on Twitter at, at HMFagan and follow me at Anthony Irwin LA and uh, and yeah we'll talk to you guys tomorrow hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today